0: The Born to Win podcast highlights individuals excelling at high levels in their purpose and calling. This podcast is for anyone looking to get ahead in life and willing to take action and reach their full potential. Using Champ's male mentoring model of the three E's, education, empowerment, and exposure, it means you too are born to win. I'm born to win, no man, no The Champ's from Chicago be screaming all that. You're
1: to the Born to Win podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Born to Win podcast. My name is Vondell Singleton, and I am the host of the Born to Win podcast. I hope everyone is doing well out there tonight, today, or whatever time you feel necessary to listen to this stream. Today, I have an amazing guest. He is a hometown hero of Chicago. He is a community activist, a pastor, a husband, a father, a humanitarian, a philanthropist, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is a pastor of Just Christ Ministries and also the CEO and founder of Ring of Hope, His name is Pastor Anthony Wright. And guess what? We had to give him his flowers while he's still alive. We celebrated him at our first annual Born to Win Banquet. That's right. Our first annual Born to Win Banquet. And Pastor Wright was there. He was present, not because he showed up for that moment, but because of the great work he's done over the years. And I am just so honored and privileged to have Pastor Wright join us. Welcome, Pastor Wright. How are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Vondell, for that wonderful introduction. I don't know if I can live up to all those great words, but it sure <laughs> feel good hearing it. Thank oh, man. You, so much you for having me here, man.
1: Oh, man, it's a privilege and honor. Thank you for giving us your time. I know you have a lot of things going on, but I just felt it was really important because this is the Michael Jordan podcast. This is number 23, so we had to save this for you because we're going to pass it to you in the clutch, and we know you're going to come through just like MJ did. So episode number 23, I want everybody to hear your story. If you don't mind, just share a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from, and anything that you want to share with our viewing audience.
0: Well, once again, I thank you so much, and I'm honored to be here uh, just to even be alongside of you and all the great work you're doing. I tell you all the time, you're my inspiration. Just seeing all the great things you're doing, it really keeps me motivated. Um, I am, as you mentioned, uh, Anthony Wright. I am the husband of 28 years uh, with my wife, Chandra. I have five sons. I am the senior pastor of Just Christ Ministry, I am the founder of Ring of Hope, and I'm also a school social worker. Uh, My family migrated uh, to Chicago on the South Side back in the 60s from the South, and I grew up right on uh, the South Side of Chicago. Um, I currently still live on the South Side of Chicago. I work on the South Side of Chicago. My parents had me at a very young age. Actually, they were in grammar school, to my knowledge. And unfortunately, both got caught up in the crack epidemic. And I wound up uh, being sent to live with my grandmother. Uh, My grandmother did the best she could to raise me right, you know, got me involved with the church and tried to be uh, as a positive influence that she could be, but unfortunately, the lure of the streets and drugs and gangs it pulled me in, and I found myself participating in a lot of negative, not negative things in the community, and um, yeah, I mean, it just just really went down a, um, a, a downward spiral, uh, not really having any support in terms of positive mentoring, uh, such as some of the things you're doing, doing with champs, which is greatly needed. Uh, back then, I really didn't have that in my life to really be an anchor, you know, to keep me from once again, falling down in that downward spiral.
1: Powerful. Thank you so much. And you mentioned the drug epidemic, which we know, uh, really, really did some generational damage uh, to our communities and I heard you sharing your testimony before how in the same community you terrorized now is the community you pastor in is you, you turned some wrongs and made them right. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Well, you know, as I mentioned, my grandmother, she raised me in a church, so I kind of knew right from wrong. But I made negative choices on my own, I believe, because of the negative influence. And even back then, you know, the gangs were pretty tough. And if you weren't really affiliated then, you didn't really have the security. So you had to be a part of a block, a neighborhood, a clique just to be safe back then. So, um, so I, I was in church, but really wasn't in church. I was going because I was kind of forced to go. But it got to a point in my life, and I, I hate to say this, that it got so bad I was selling drugs to my own father. And I knew then I hit a low. And I was sending drugs to my father, wow. you know, my aunts and other people in my family. You know, the greed had taken over me and um, I realized I needed help. And thank God for the church. And there were some positive people in the church that reached out to me and kind of mentored me and kind of led me uh, towards a, a better path. And as I gave my life to God and really began to seek truth and really praying for deliverance and, and what have you, God called me into the ministry. And uh, oddly enough, i um, been in ministry now since 2002. And so we were actually going to start ministry in the Roseland community. And so we found a property there and we were building. Uh, People were mobilizing. We were very excited. And God told me that's not where I want you to be. And I'm like, wow, you know, we got the building, everything looked right. And God began to talk to me about being presumptuous. He said, everything that looks good is not God. So I thought because it looked good, it was God. And I didn't take the time to really ask him. To make a long story short, God began to lead me back into the community, as you mentioned, that I grew up in, uh, went to James Madison School, lived about three or four blocks from the church, and God really wanted me to come back into the community that I sold drugs in, that I gang banged in, to really give back, to really allow my life to be a testimony. You know, there was a question they asked, could any good thing come out of Galilee referring to Jesus? And so the question has always been, can any good thing come from Circon City? Can any good thing come from the pocket? And so God really wanted me to allow the same people that saw me in that negative light to now see me in a positive light.
1: Man, what a powerful testimony. And this is well, so you know, amazing.
0: But, mm-hmm. but, but, when we, but when he sent me back to the area I'm in now, we didn't have any money. You know, the church, all of our money was tied up into the property. And so God said, don't tell anybody just start looking. And he led me to our current building. And so I met the, her name. Her name was Martha Adams. And she actually owned most of the property on South Chicago. She was also a Christian woman. And so I told her my testimony and my story. And I said, I don't have any money. And so she said, uh, I'll come down on the price, but you have to at least come up with what I'm asking for now. So God gave me the wisdom on how to create a land contract. And the land contract is when you sign a lease And you record it as a lien against the property. And what it does is it allows you to make monthly payments over a period of time and then go to a bank and say, "Okay, look, I've been able to or the church has been able to pay this money over a period of time. Can you give us a loan? And so we were able to acquire the property that way. And the rest has been history.
1: So God gave you favor and God gave you wisdom. And that's a model that people can follow, because sometimes people box themselves in and say, well, there's a limitation on my ability because of where I came from or my past and my history. And yet you said, you know what? I can follow what God is telling me to do. Here you are in Roseland. And God said, nope, son, that's not the place where I want you to grow. I want you to get rooted right here. And then he opened up the door and manifested himself. And that's so powerful. And that's so key. So pastor, if you can just kind of talk, to us about how did you overcome some of those obstacles? How did you not get locked up or put in jail or you were six feet under because of your activities? What did you do to overcome?
0: Well, I'll tell you, it was no credit to myself because it was only by the grace of God. I remember one time, you know, we had a a drug spot and I was there and I had just left and time I left, the house got raided. And there were a number of friends of mine that, that got arrested you know, in that whole sting, and did many years in prison, but I had just left seconds prior to it happening. There was another time I was almost shot, a couple of times I was almost shot. So I believe that God has spared my life. He has brought me out to send me back in to help other people. You know, most of the people that I grew up with, many are dead, a lot are in jail, some are strung out, you know, so I believe that by God's grace, he preserved me and spared me. He brought me out to send me back in.
1: That's so powerful. And, you know, some of our viewers and our listening audience, by the way, if you're listening, download this and Spotify, share it, Apple, iTunes, wherever uh, there is a podcast this is available. And so we don't know how many people this can touch or help. So please make sure you share it. But one of the things that I wanted to kind of engage you uh, with a little bit more, because I I can see the favor of God on your life, even from the day to day, and just the work that you do throughout the community is just so impactful. Um, But there are a lot of people right now losing a lot of hope. A lot of people are predicting that we will have the worst summer in terms of violence than we've ever had in history due to the city reopening and just kind of like all of the dynamics with people losing their jobs throughout the pandemic. But what words as a pastor do you tell folks around having hope and why is that important?
0: Well, I think as for those who are believers that we have faith and the Bible said that faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. So there are some things that we desire in our community that right now we can't see. And so we have to walk by faith and not by sight. But the Bible said faith without works is dead. So it's not just being in the church, praying, marching. There are practical things that we have to do to manifest our faith in order for us to see viable change. And so God has really shown me that church and a relationship with God, it goes beyond a Sunday morning experience. It spills out into our relationships, our communities, our workplaces. And I think that is what's going to make a difference in our community. And and you're absolutely right. You know, even myself sometimes, you know, I lose hope sometimes when I watch the news and I have I have boys that live in the city and, and, and I'm terrified oftentimes every time they leave the house. And so I have to at that point really uh, strengthen my resolve, you know, to realize that it is not just about me and my family. And really began to desire the same thing for other young boys of colors and girls of colors. So I desire for my own kids. And so it requires me now to get in the trenches. So as you mentioned, you know, I also work in Chicago Public Schools. So I'm interacting with kids on a regular basis. You know, I'm involved with the community because I believe that you have to touch the people that you're trying to help. You can't, it can't, it can't be this distant relationship because most people are are dealing with things and we have to, like Jesus did, we have to meet people where they're at so we could help them get where they're trying to go. So we can't just step over people, overlook people, disregard people, write people off. Once again, we have to meet them where they live and do whatever we can to help them or refer them to somebody who can.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful. And and I think... Uh, with the work that you do at Ring of Hope in, in combination with Just Christ Ministries, uh, you're, you're touching on many components that I believe is holistically how we need to approach everything, right? We can't just focus on the physical. Uh, we just can't focus on the mental or the mind. We just can't focus on the physical. Um, so you, you're hitting on the spiritual, the physical, the mental, the emotional. Um, but the thing that I love about you, Pastor, is you're also branching out to really address the mental health illnesses that we have in our community, and our society. So if you can just share Ring of Hope, Just Christ Ministries, and the vision that you have for this wonderful, wonderful vision that God has given you and your wife.
0: Well, one of the things that God has shown me, and it comes from First uh, Thessalonians 5, I think it's 24, 23, and it talks about how we are spirit, soul, and body. And God began to show me how we have to minister to the whole person. And he showed me that you have people in the church who are spiritual, but they have mental health issues. We have people in the church who are spiritual but they're dying of high blood pressure and diabetes. So God said you have to meet people once again where they are, because, for example, there may be a person in our community that don't want to come to church. They're not really ready at this point to address their spiritual needs. That's fine. God showed me that for too long the church's position was if you don't want to come to church, we have nothing else for you. And God is all about relationships. So if we have a young brother who's into physical fitness, who wants to box, who wants to play basketball, let's meet him at that point. You know, because that's his strength. Yes, yes. You know, always want to deal with people from a strength-based perspective. So, hey man, you're a great athlete and what have you. Come join our boxing program, come play basketball. Let's build relationship. And so as he's working out, being around positive people, he said, you know what? I feel good physically, but there's something missing. You know, I, I got some issues growing up with my dad. I just need to talk to somebody about some mental health stuff. Now we're connecting with him on a mental health perspective. Now he's working on his physical body and his, now it's, there's still a void in my life. Now let's talk about spirituality. I think this spirituality piece is so important because it's not just about denomination or religion. It's about morals, mm. values, yes. truth. And we have lost that in our community. That there is no fear of God, the police, A man, you know, and so we have to begin to really, especially with our young people, I think there's a there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about a generation that won't know God. And mm-hmm. so it is incumbent upon us, those who are the remnants, who have, who have seen the power of God, like yourself, who have a powerful testimony as well. You know, God has left us here once again as remnants to tell this next generation our story, to tell them about the God that brought us through slavery, to, about the God that brought us through segregation and Jim Crow. Yes. And, and if we don't tell that story and connect them to that spirituality, then it becomes lost man and so and so, with that, and so with that, we're trying to not just talk about it but have tangible ways to connect people in these different lanes, so of course, with the church, we're doing the spirituality part, you know we have our Bible studies, our Sunday morning services, we have small groups, and what have you, and my sons actually run our team ministry, and so we're really trying to build that up to the point where when young people come to our mental health facility, come to the Ring of Hope, boxing, they may want to come to the teen church, you know, and just really begin to connect with other teens on a spiritual level. And so we have the church, you know, we have the food pantry that also deals with food insecurities in our neighborhood. And, you know, and we're trying to now. Renovate a mental health facility on the far east south side of Chicago. And we're partnering with a number of partners, University of Chicago, and the vision is how do we provide mental health support for families, especially those who yeah. have been impacted by violence, abuse, uh dealing with grief? And so we want to be able to Provide group and individual counseling to people in our community to build them up in terms of their mental health. So, if you could imagine an individual who's spiritually connected with God, they're working on their mental health issues, they're eating right, they're exercising, I believe that person is now positioned to fulfill their purpose. But if you're not connected with God, your mental health is off, your body's falling apart. Because you could have a purpose, but not be fit to pursue it. I think a lot of people, a lot of people know there's something that God wants them to do, but they're not able to pursue it. So my ministry, our purpose is to how do we meet people where they're at, help them holistically connect with God, deal with their mental health, and also be physically and uh, physically strong in terms of their health, their diet, and their nutrition. (coughs) Excuse me.
1: Listen, listen, everybody. Uh, I, I told you this was the Michael Jordan podcast. This is number 23. <laughs> I told you he was going to come through in a clutch, right? Um, but the powerful thing was, I think it was last year throughout the pandemic, we were partnering with Pastor, Wright. We brought some of our young men over to the facility, and I could literally see the vision manifested. As we were taking all of the things out and and working together as a team, and I just thought about the millions of people, right, that can be helped through 10 people that come through there that can get their minds right or talk through some issues because we don't know how many people are tied to other people that we help. And so for me, yes. I want everybody to understand the importance of making sure that you reach out, you follow up and you invest. Notice what I said. I didn't say donate. I said invest in this vision. It is very vitally important that we invest in what we know works. And and, and also I, I want to share this, Pastor Right, is because there is. Um, a, a basketball tournament taking place. Um, that you're hosting. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the basketball tournament, who you're partnering with, and you know, just a, a little bit more about why you're doing it?
0: Well, uh, of course, uh, Saturday is Juneteenth, and we're not only celebrating Juneteenth, but we're also uh, doing a pre-Father's Day event. And we are trying to get fathers or positive male figures to partner with their sons, their daughters, another kid neighborhood. And we're going to have a two ball competition. We'll have two people on either side of the court competing in terms of jump shots and layups. And we're going to have them in brackets. And then we're going to have a, a semifinals of whoever is matriculating through the uh, the the competition, and then we have prizes, food. It's going to be a great time for us to come together as a community. Uh, thank God for our partners, uh, the Sports Shed, and there's some coaches involved. Um, uh, Me, Me Too Sports, and there's some other people. I don't forget any names, but we have a flyer out. and It has everybody listed, and I'm just excited about being uh, connected with community partners. Even like Champs, I mean, as he mentioned, you know, whenever we need them, they're there. You know, we call the guys, they come, they volunteer, they clean the neighborhood. I mean, it's just amazing how much we're getting done now as we are partnering together. I believe That's that right. we are stronger together. You know, we're not in any competition, anything, we need anything they need. We are there because we are working towards the same goals, and that is to improve our communities. Uh, so if you guys are not busy, we will be um here Saturday at 7421 South Chicago from 12 p.m. to 4 4 p.m. So you guys are more than welcome to come out. You can even sign up on the spot. We'll have DJs. There's going to be food wow. trucks, vendors out there. It's going to be amazing.
1: Make sure you get the young uh, men out, get the fathers out, get the sons out, get the surrogate dads out, the uncles, the cousins. Let's get everybody out, y'all. Uh, we cannot afford to miss these types of opportunities because I believe something happens when we unify in this regard. And also we having fun. Right. You get to eat, get yeah. to engage, listen to good music. And that can carry somebody a long way just being in that type of environment. Um, so, Pastor, if you can have a billboard where millions of billions of people would see or read it, what words would you have on your billboard and tell us why?
0: Well, actually, actually, we're in the process of doing another billboard. We have one up called One Community, Many Faces. And the purpose of that billboard was to bring two neighborhoods together that have been torn apart because of violence and what have you. And so the idea was to take pictures of residents from both communities, put them side by side to show that, you know, we have more in common than we do unincommon. And so the new billboard is going to say, I love my whole self, spirit, soul, and body. And so we're Mm -hmm. trying to get people to really love themselves, not just the physical part, but also the spiritual part, also their mental health part. And so we're going to once again ask people to make a commitment, and we're going to put your picture on the billboard. And the challenge is to love your whole self, that is spiritually connecting with God working on your mental health and working on your physical body. And that will be what the billboard God willing is going to say. I love my whole self, spirit, soul and body.
1: Wow. And so, Pastor, I know you're a very busy man. So if you can give us any last words on how can people follow your ministry? uh, How can people support, invest and or donate for right now? um, But how can they get involved with what you're doing?
0: Well, we're actually um, in the process now doing a fundraising campaign for the mental health facility. I have partnered with an amazing contractor who has agreed to totally renovate the property in terms and also provide furnishing for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And that is is not that much money in terms of what the building is going to produce long term for our community. You know, I I, I start this slogan uh, that says support solutions that work. There's a lot of money flowing out there now because of COVID and what have you, and we need to make sure we're supporting solutions that work. We know that mental health is an underlying issue in our community, and it contributes greatly to the violence. I believe that hurting people hurt other people. And so we have to help them to deal with their underlying hurt so they'll stop hurting other people. So on Facebook, <coughs> excuse me, you can follow the Just Christ Ministries. Uh, you can follow me at Anthony, Anthony Wright. And for Ring of Hope, it is ringofhopechicago.org. You can also go to that site as well and donate. And I want to give a shout out to Vondell because we were having some problems with our fundraising video. And I said, Vondell, we need some help. He said, I got you. And that's how we roll. You know, That's I right. called him. That's he right. took care of it. And I really appreciate that. And I, I'm just excited about the work that we're doing. And when I say you're my hero, it's because sometime in this work, you feel like you're by yourself. That's right. So when you find other people with kindred spirits with the right heart doing this type of work, it says, hey, you're not alone. You have help out there. So I appreciate you and our other community partners who are in the trenches with us, making sure that we have hope and that we're inspired to do the work that we're doing to transform our communities.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor uh, Wright. Uh, I love you, you, your your wife, your family, beautiful family. Um, And listen, y'all, this is a jewel to our community and we have to do a better job with protecting our servant leaders that are on the ground, doing the work, and behind the scenes, protecting the work through prayers, right? Through making sure that we are keeping our hearts, right? And so, man, he's a jewel to the community. We love him. We appreciate him. And again, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and supporting the great work. Remember, you can find Pastor Wright on the internet. Just Google him in, Pastor Anthony Wright, You can type in Just Christ Ministries or Ring of Hope Chicago and you'll be able to get to them. But we have to get your investment because there are some things that need to happen that won't happen without your support. So, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Born to Win podcast. We'll see you on episode 24.
0: The Born to Win podcast highlights individuals excelling at high levels in their purpose and calling. This podcast is for anyone looking to get ahead in life and willing to take action and reach their full potential. Using Champ's male mentoring model of the three E's, education, empowerment, and exposure, it means you too are born to win. The Jets from Chicago be screaming all that. You're now tuned in to the Born and Win Podcast. We champion.